Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Darius, look who just figured out how to find my Medicare plan options. Just typed in my zip code and boom. This is not just a search tool. Look at you go, Mom. This is Walgreens making it easy to find a Medicare plan with low-cost co-pays. During open enrollment, use Walgreens Find Rx coverage to help you find the right Medicare plan for you. This is being independent. Together. Walgreens. If you're like most people, you've had your fair share of financial questions. Questions like, can I afford my son's travel hockey team? What if my daughter doesn't get that soccer scholarship? Will I be able to enjoy golf in retirement? At Empower, we know these questions can be stressful. We're here to help answer your what-ifs and empower what's next. Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at Empower.com. Sponsored by Empower Personal Wealth. Green Bay Packers win the first of three here on Westwood One on Thanksgiving Day, 29-22 to over the Detroit Lions. We, of course, have Washington and Dallas coming next. And then later on tonight, the San Francisco 49ers go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. This is a big game in the NFC West. San Francisco leads the Seahawks by a game for the division lead, but Seattle is 1-2 right now inside the division. We've seen what San Francisco has looked like over the course of the last two weeks, very much themselves again after that three-game losing streak. Seattle, it's kind of been up and down this year, and they are in grinding mode. One of the guys who's very good at doing that is their wide receiver, Tyler Lockett, who leads the team in receiving yards. I talked with him this week and asked about that mentality. Week 12, grinding it out, being able to get back to the starting line and the finish line on a week-by-week basis. How does he come by that mindset? Mentally, when you have that mindset of you're not going to let anything kind of hinder you from being able to play, then... It doesn't matter what the obstacle is. You're always looking at how can I be able to maneuver around this to beat it. So for me, even coming to the league, it was still having that mindset of, you know, because I play for my faith in God and stuff that I don't want anything to stop me or to have a chance to say it won. I think if there was anything that I really learned, I think it was just more the value of understanding what works for you and being able to take care of your body because A lot of people do a variety of different things and it works for them, but you got to be able to figure out what works for you and what gets you prepared to be able to play your best, whether it's on Sunday or just to be able to find your best each and every day. Do you like being the big brother of the wide receiver room? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I think it has a lot of pros with it. Obviously, you know, when I was one of the younger ones in the group, I mean, you know, you didn't want to have to ever be that person that had to lead the group or say stuff or speak up or keep people accountable. But I think as you get older, you start to pick and choose when to do it and how to do it. You don't always have to speak up at times. You can just still let people be them. You can communicate with them. But I think it all starts with the relationships. And the better your relationship is with each and every player, the easier the communication is, especially when it comes with time to be able to get stuff done. Did that relationship start immediately when DK came in? Oh, yeah. You know, obviously you got to get to know people outside of the field as well as on the field. But, I mean, this is our first time, you know, that we always meet each other unless we've played against each other in school or we knew each other from recruits and stuff like that. But for me, you know, because I played a little bit longer, a lot of the guys that end up coming in that are younger, like that's my first time meeting them. And so... Like I said, you, you try to kick it with them, talk with them, see what they like. And the relationships, it, it builds each and every day. It's one of those things where as long as you're taking steps forward each and every day, that's when you have one of those long-lasting type of life friendships. By the way, what you're doing right now, yeah, you're still playing, but you're also doing a ton of other things, which you've always done. And, you know, you won an Emmy Award for the feature that you put together about Tulsa. You are becoming a real estate mogul, not just a guy who is helping people in the world of real estate and selling real estate, but you're really growing that out. How important has it always been for you to, while you focus on football, while you're playing football, to have other things around you? Uh, Well, I mean, I think it's very important because, you know, football is kind of like the stepping stone to be able to step into other purposes that you have in life. I think sometimes we get so caught up in thinking that football is our life and football is 
one of the things that really helps puts us in places that we always wanted to be. And you want to be able to play this game as long as you can, take advantage of every opportunity as long as you can. But at the end of the day, at one point, we know that our name is going to be called and that playing this game of football is going to be over. And if you had a chance to be able to start your second career or your third career while you're still playing, you can use all those relationships. You can use all those opportunities. You can help boost everything that you're doing through being able to play football. And then you just got to learn how to balance and manage all of your time because you also don't want your team to get caught up in thinking, oh, he doesn't care anymore. He's just focused on all this other type of stuff. So balance and management is really big. Do you think about the end? I mean, I know that you said that there was a, a certain amount of time that you wanted to play. And I think you told your financial advisor when I'm 30. And your financial advisor now says, well, you're 30. And you say, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep playing. Have you thought about how long you want this to go for? I mean, you think about it, but for me, I just think about playing every year like it's my last. You know, like one of my coaches was like, you almost play every week like it's your last because you just never know what could possibly happen. And I think, you know, for me, it's like I want to be able to play every year as if it's my last. So then that way, like every year, uh, regardless if I was in year three or year four, you know, you reassess and then you get your mind back right and then you go to work again. But I think for me, you just get to a point where you want to enjoy everything around you because sometimes we get so caught up in stats and we get so caught up in all this other stuff that we miss the opportunities to be around so many great people, to build those relationships, to do so many other things. And then when we're done, we we're like, wow, I missed out on all this stuff. So no matter how long I keep on playing, whether it's five years, whether it's two years, four years, whatever, I just want to be able to make sure that I'm enjoying every minute of it. That is a very level-headed man, Tyler Lockett. He and his Seattle Seahawks teammates will try to score tonight against the team, giving up the fewest points per game in the NFL this year, the San Francisco 49ers. Our coverage of Game 3 of our triple header follows immediately after Game 2, which is on the way coming up next. As for Game 1, the final score, Green Bay 29, Detroit 22. You've been listening to the NFL on Westwood One. Today's broadcast has been sponsored by Shopify, by Barbasol Shaving Cream, by Wendy's, by AutoZone, by NFL.com, and by BetMGM, the official odds provider for Westwood One. Please gamble responsibly. I want to thank our crew for this afternoon. Studio coordinator Art Martinez. Production assistance provided by Jeff Salmon, Dan Silverman, and Nick Pope. Our statistician Michael Brenner. Our spotter Joe Abramson. Engineer Al Rosenberg. Technical assistance provided by Matt Higdon, Kurt Hemming, and Anthony Vidiello. Producer Larry Costigan. Production supervisors Aaron Cummins and Brian Finkelstein. Coordinating producer Mike Eby. The executive producer of Westwood One Sports is Howard Denneroff. Stay tuned for Game 2 of our special Thanksgiving NFL triple header here on Westwood One. It's coming up next. Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys. John Sadak and Mike Mayock standing by at AT&T Stadium to bring you all the action. Then, later on tonight, the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Ryan Ratke and James Lofton will have the call. And tomorrow, the first ever Black Friday game as the New York Jets host the Miami Dolphins. Ian Eagle and the McCourty Twins, Jason and Devin, have all the excitement beginning at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Catch those games right here on many of these same stations, the NFL app, or stream live for free on our website, westwoodonesports.com. Once again, our final from Ford Field in Detroit, Green Bay 29, Detroit 22. For J.P. Shadrick and Derek Rackley, I'm Scott Graham. Thanks for joining us, and happy Thanksgiving. You've been listening to the NFL on Westwood One. of Westwood One Sports. If it's Thanksgiving, the NFL is on Westwood One. Johnston, motion to the right, Aikman, handoff Smith, big hole right tackle to the 40 and he's gone. Emmett Smith taking it all away. Got a seam, got the lane, got 68 yards. Happy Thanksgiving, Emmett. Eric Williams opened it. Touchdown, Cowboys. This one's over. The give up the middle is Gibson. Big hole breaks the tackle at the 20. And he's got a high step from the 10 all the way into the end zone for the touchdown. 37 yards. And that 
may finish off the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving in Big D. 33-16, Washington with a lead with 3.31 to go. Prescott will go for the shotgun. He's standing at the 10-yard line with staggered legs. Takes the snap at his knees. Backs up. Here comes pressure. He escapes it. Here comes more pressure. He escapes it. He takes off inside the five, and he dives for the end zone. Touchdown, Dak Prescott, the Houdini act on Thanksgiving. Unbelievable. From now until Super Bowl 58. Whatever, whatever, whatever it takes. The NFL is on. Westwood One. Let's go, man. Now, let's head to Dallas and join John Sadak and Mike Mayer. We welcome you to AT&T Stadium. It's part two of our special Thanksgiving Day NFL triple header as the 7-3 Dallas Cowboys host the 4-7 Washington Commanders in an NFC East matchup. Today's broadcast of the National Football League on Westwood One is sponsored by Barbersol Shaving Cream, by BetMGM, by AutoZone, by Crest Toothpaste, by Navy Federal Credit Union, and by NFL.com. A very happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm John Sadak, along with Mike Mayock. Scott Graham will join us shortly from our Westwood One studios. We welcome you to Game 2 of our special holiday triple header here in Dallas. In the opener, Green Bay beat Detroit 29-22. to Later tonight, the third game, the 49ers and the Seahawks from Seattle. But here and now, it's time for the Commanders and Cowboys and a big slice of Americana, Mike Mayock. It is NFL <laughs> football it is the cowboys and commanders on thanksgiving day you know i'm pretty old john i'm older than you and, and i can go back 40 50 years to being a little kid and turning on the television or the radio and just watching drew pearson roger Staubach. those are the memories of of my childhood and to be able to come back in here and walk into this beautiful stadium on Thanksgiving Day and have a chance to talk some football with you, it, it's really special. I look at those reflections of the past, but what about the reflection of the present for this Dallas Cowboys team that has bashed teams without winning records but has struggled against teams with winning records? What version of the Cowboys are they? Who are they? I don't know who they are, and let's be really honest, okay? They've played two teams with winning records. They got whacked by San Francisco early, and then in week nine, they competed with the Eagles. They had a chance to win late, and they had three sacks of Dak Prescott in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't get it done. So in my opinion, they're 0-2 against good teams, and they're beating up on everybody else. Jury is still out. And you know what? After today, they play Seattle. Philadelphia, at Buffalo, at Miami, and Detroit. That's murderer's row, five in a row. For the Washington Commanders, they began 2-0, but have lost 7 of 9 and come off a bewildering loss against the Giants. They have a pattern of playing up to the teams that they shouldn't beat. Look at Philly. They played Philly tough twice. They played Seattle tough, yet then they played down to other teams. Look at what they've done with the Giants. They got whacked by Chicago. There's no consistency on either side of the ball. And the way I look at it, with a new owner in town, coaches and players, everybody's jobs are at risk, and they need to start playing better football starting today. When you take a look at the field currently, rear of each end zone stenciled in thick font on the field, it says John Madden Thanksgiving Uh. in italicized caps letters. Uh, May he rest in peace forever a part of the fabric of this league, this game, and particularly this day. Special dude. I had the honor of being the general manager of the Raiders, and, and Coach Madden and I used to talk every, every few weeks or every couple months, and, and just to hear his voice the same way you heard it on television, just as patient, just as honest, and what was even better, the advice was always spot on. A very warm hug to John Madden, his soul, his family, and it all lives on here on this spectacular day. We have much more to come from Dallas It's a classic on Thanksgiving. We approach kickoff between the Commanders and the Cowboys in this divisional tilt. When we return, Scott Graham joins us from our studios. This is Westwood One's coverage of the National Football League. Black Friday is now a game day. 
The Dolphins take on the Jets in the first ever Black Friday NFL game. Stream for free, only on Prime. Black Friday football. Dolphins versus Jets on the day after Thanksgiving. Coverage begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, only on Prime. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash watch Black Friday football for details. Sponsored by the NFL. Darius, look who just figured out how to find my Medicare plan options. Just typed in my zip code and boom. This is not just a search tool. Look at you go, Mom. This is Walgreens making it easy to find a Medicare plan with low-cost co-pays. During open enrollment, use Walgreens Find Rx coverage to help you find the right Medicare plan for you. This is being independent. Together. Walgreens. from our Westwood One studios as we get you ready for game number two of our special thanks triple header here on many of these same stations. Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys getting set to go at AT&T Stadium. For a Dallas team, team it is seven and 7-3 right now. In a lot of ways, they are waiting for that next go-round. With the Philadelphia Eagles, they came up just short in Philly the first time around, but to a lot of Dallas Cowboys, this team this year feels special, feels different. For Dak Prescott, who has 13 passing touchdowns since week eight, he's certainly feeling like he's in that groove. I can tell you the, the way that I feel, um, the confidence that I have in this group myself, zone, I guess you can call it, whatever it is, uh, just the chemistry of this team, yeah, by far the best I've, I've ever felt. And it's not just me, it's, it's, it's a lot of the things around me. Being a leader, a lot of times you're trying to control those things, you're trying to make sure things around you are... Uh, are good, taking up in, in places, this, this, and that, and that that's the minimal of my job right now is handling things outside of my job, which obviously makes it easier for me. As far as Washington is concerned, they have watched the development of their young quarterback this year, and it certainly has had some hiccups along the way, but realize that Sam Howell, for all the difficulties he's had, is leading the National Football League in passing yards. He has a chance to be just the third to lead the league in passing yards, and in number of times being sacked this season, Mark Brunell did it in 96, Jeff George did it in 97. When I talked with him this week, I talked about the development over the course of the year as a starter and if he is seeing progress on a week-by-week basis. You know, I feel a lot more confident, but, you know, I don't really look into how much better I've gotten. You know, I just try to take it one day at a time and one week at a time, and I don't really spend too much time reflecting on the growth that I feel like I've made. You know, I spend more time focusing on what what else can I do to, you know, get better. I'm sure after the season I'll kind of reflect back on the year and take a few things to work on for the offseason. Um, but right now, you know, I'm all in and just trying to take it one week at a time and trying to go one and know each and every week. Apparently, a while back, you kind of took up the game of golf, and apparently you were pretty good at it without having gotten a lot of instruction. And one of the things that I've heard is it's because you're the type of person who competes on every shot. First of all, I'd love for you to teach me that. But secondly, how much does that mindset contribute to what you do in your day job as a football player? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of my mindset and everything that I do. You know, every every single thing that I do in my life, I, I do it to win. And I do everything I do, I do it with a purpose. Um, and that purpose being to win and be the best at it. Um, and whether I'm just doing something for fun, you know, I still want to be really good at, you know, golf is something I, I kind of do it at times to kind of get away and kind of relax a little bit but at the same time you know I'm out there to try to play good it's been a lot of fun you know it's it's, it's something fun that I've picked up on um, but I definitely bring my competitive energy to the, to my golf game for sure people spent a lot of time in the early part of the year talking about the sacks because you've taken a lot of them this year and it's still a record pace although the rate has dropped quite a bit is that something that as you progress more as a quarterback you see things more you either make quicker decisions or you decide I've got to get this ball out of here is that something you expect to come down based upon what you're doing yeah I mean I think it's you know a combination of a lot of things you know I think I'm doing a better job of getting the ball quicker um, making better decisions and doing a better job of you know just if something's not there finding the completion and avoiding the sacks also you know I think our O-line is doing a really good job right now they're, they're playing some really good football and doing a good job of giving me time and you know doing a good job you know we're on the same page with the calls for American Atlantic scrimmage I just think we're we're doing a much better job than we were early on in the season obviously you know we still have you know some sacks here and there but you know I think it's definitely something that's gotten better um, so hopefully we continue to get better each and every week. 
You take a look at this opponent, and obviously it's a strong defense. It's an aggressive defense. They get after the quarterback. What are you seeing from them on film? Yeah, they're good. Um, and, you know, you can tell they just have they have really good players across the board. And, obviously, you know, they have good pass rushers, good DBs. And, obviously, you know, they, they like to get you in a lot of one-on-ones and as far as pass rush and stuff. So, we're you know, at times we're going to have to be in one-on-ones and we're going to have to win. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get some matchups on the outside with our receivers. And when we're one-on-one, we got to win those matchups. And I think whoever wins those matchups will be the team that, that wins the game. The idea of playing on Thanksgiving, a lot of guys find that, it's something that's really special because they watch Thanksgiving games growing up. Would you put yourself in that category? For sure. Um, you know, I always, I always watch Thanksgiving games, and I grew up a grew up a Cowboys fan, and I always would watch the Cowboys games. So it's a cool opportunity. You know, I have some family at the game and stuff. So it's it's just a great opportunity. You know, just growing up. You know, these are the types of games that you you dream of playing in. Um, so we're we're excited. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity for our team, and you know, against a really good opponent. Um, so it's, it's it's been a lot of fun. You know, there's. The, the energy is high in the building, and we're excited to go to Dallas and try to get a win. Sam Howell's going to try to flip the script in this one because if he was a Cowboys fan growing up, he knows that these teams have met ten times on Thanksgiving Day, and the Cowboys have won eight of them. Still to come, we'll take a look back at how the Green Bay Packers pulled off the upset in Game 1. This is Westwood One's coverage of the National Football League. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. Those are really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was Injured? There's only one number you need to know. Dial 8-888-8888. At Rainwater Holton Sexton, no case is too big and no insurance company too strong. Just dial 8-888-8888. We are battle-tested big case injury lawyers who've recovered millions for our clients. Just dial 8-888-8888. Been in a wreck anywhere in the state. Just dial 8-888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Trying to make a move, steps back on Williams, hits a three. Devo, off by one. Biggest shot of the night so far for the Razorbacks. Crowds into it again. It's time for Arkansas Razorback basketball on your home for the Hogs in Central Arkansas. 103.7 The Buzz. This broadcast is brought to you by Network Services Group, Bale Chevrolet, Genesis of Conway, Lion Legal Services, Red River Ford, Kaufman by Design West, Malvern National Bank, R-Care, Parker Cadillac, Arkansas Scholarship Lottery, Blackman Auctions, Guatney Chevrolet and Guatney Buick GMC, and Crane Hyundai of Conway. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Razorback Sports Network. What a great opportunity for us to learn a lot about ourselves. Devo on the wing, Davis to the rim, layup good and one. Dallas in the corner and he buries a three. You've got to get better as the season progresses. We're going to move the ball, we're going to try to get each other good shots. Nobody plays selfish. Hogs go back door, Makai Mitchell with a flush. The team's got to be confident. How quickly can you rebound? They really care about us, they want us to get to that next level and you know, be really successful. 
on the Razorback Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome to the Razorback Courtside Show, presented by Visit Hot Springs and Oaklawn in Hot Springs. Hit the jackpot with a trip to Hot Springs National Park, Arkansas, and its number one attraction, Oaklawn in Hot Springs. The Razorback Courtside Show is also being brought to you in part by Qual Choice Health Insurance, the quality choice for health insurance. Keep it simple with Qual Choice. Ballpark, proud to be the official hot dog of the Razorbacks. By Harps, quality foods, hometown fresh. It's that simple at Harps. Regions Bank, the official bank of the SEC. By Roller Funeral Homes. For three generations, the Razorback Nation has trusted the Roller family to serve yours with all our respect. And by Edward Jones. Find a financial advisor near you at edwardjones.com. Highland Dairy, locally made, naturally delicious. Seat Geek, the official ticket marketplace of Razorback Athletics. By Core Brewing, the official craft brewery of the Razorbacks. Your local Toyota dealer. Toyota, let's go places. By Baptist Health, Arkansas's largest and most comprehensive health system. The University of Arkansas Online, offering flexible degree programs. Apply now at online.uark.edu. Zips Car Wash, proud sponsor of the Arkansas Razorbacks. And by the Arkansas Department of Health. Quit tobacco, we can help. Now to courtside alongside Matt Zimmerman, here's Kyle Schasperger. Here in the Bahamas again, Paradise Island in the battle for Atlantis, providing the backdrop for semifinal showdown, featuring the renewal of a one-time fierce rivalry like to reignite this afternoon inside Imperial Arena. In a way, only the slobbering hogs are best equipped to conquer. Welcome to the Razorback Courtside Show, presented by Visit Hot Springs and Oaklawn in Hot Springs with longtime Razorback assistant Matt Zimmerman. Kyle Schasperger again sliding in for Chuck this week from the spectacular Atlantis Resort sprawling across and covering most of the entire island. And happy Thanksgiving to Arkansas fans here, back in the natural state, wherever else. They'll be feasting and enjoying the company of friends and loved ones. Z, we have a special opportunity here this afternoon, all right, to provide some holiday entertainment for the folks tuning in to hear a Razorback team hunting for a chance to play for a championship tomorrow. Absolutely. Everybody back home is listening or or watching this game, and they're they're around their houses, and they're they're so excited. It's Thanksgiving. They're with family. They're with friends. They're with loved ones. And it's a big opportunity, as you said, for the Razorbacks to notch a good win. Memphis is going to be an NCAA tournament team. Memphis has got a talented team. I think it's Penny Hardaway's probably his best team since he's been there. And what's weird is Memphis throughout their history has been loaded with Memphis kids, and this team's only got two of them. And uh, Coach Hardaway is getting them good action. They've played pretty well so far this year, and they had a good win over Michigan yesterday. You and I will expand on the rivalry itself coming up in the scout, which will follow Eric Musselman. That conversation is coming up here shortly on the Razorback Courtside Show. we got a little bit of time to fill. The game prior to us, which is the second of the day, features the other winner's bracket matchup. It's North Carolina and Villanova currently deadlocked at 57. Fingers crossed, and you know what I'm referring to. I Overtime. Oh, you said it. Yeah. You had to drop the yeah. word that started with the letter O. It feels like it, but that, well, usually when it feels like it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Blame Z for that one if yeah. it comes to fruition. We yeah. Two of them last night, That's but right. 7.54 remaining in this contest, 57 apiece. The winner of Arkansas and Memphis will play the winner of North Carolina and Villanova. About 20 minutes in between the conclusion of the Tar Heels and the Wildcats and then the start of the Razorbacks and the Tigers. Z, let's talk about last night, though. Final game of the day, an exhausting one for all parties involved, but certainly a rewarding one if you're an Arkansas fan. Yeah, I think we were on the air like three and a half hours because we had the long yeah. pregame show. And then we had a two-overtime game. We had post-game, but it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And just the joy of all the Razorback fans going bananas as we came back to win that game. We were a, Two things could have happened. We lose. Number one, like North Carolina just missed a one-and-one. One-and-ones are a huge part of the game. It's tie game. They need it. They missed it. Last night with 13 seconds left, Bynum had a chance for Stanford to, to put them up three or four, and he couldn't do it. He had, if he'd have made one, if he'd made the front end, they'd have been up three. He couldn't do it. Hogs found a way. Devo found a way. Two overtime battle, and there was a lot you could examine and look about whether to foul when you're up three. All the different things, but the Razorbacks did right. They played enough to win. They found the win, and now they're in the semifinals. 
Three were in double figures for Arkansas last night, led by Tremont Mark, who set a Razorback high. 25 points. He was 12 of 15 from the free throw line. Trevin Brazil had 14 points to go along with 17 rebounds. That's a Razorback high for him, his third career double-double. Previous high for rebounds was 12 against North Dakota State in his shortened season a year ago. And then also joining in double figures, Devo, Devontae Davis. He had 10 points, only 3 of 14 from the floor. Z, the team as a whole really struggled in shooting the basketball. What was the free throws and their aggressiveness and ability to get to the line that really corrected what was a lot of Stanford momentum in that second half. To your point, the Cardinal missed free throws, but Arkansas made a bunch of them, and they really earned it at the charity strike. Yeah, absolutely. We went 26-33. That's very good shooting. And these are not rims in a place where we play all the time. Great free, that free throws were a big part of it. Fans back home, and some of you listening, didn't think we got a whistle. Very good. I thought we got a tremendous whistle. I think a lot went our way. We even we even had a kick that we didn't get a technical. Well, we got technical, but they called it double technical. There was a lot of things that went our way last night, but it was because, to me, we were the most aggressive team. We were a little more aggressive than Stanford, and we shot all those free throws. And when we did foul, Stanford really couldn't take advantage. They missed a lot of, even their good one, Spencer Jones, he missed some huge free throws, mine, and we talked about that, but the Hogs need to keep Memphis off the foul line. Memphis at times this year has got to where they've shot a lot of threes, and they don't Sometimes they hadn't gotten as much by throwing it inside, and they will go get some offensive rebounds to score. So the Hogs have to be aggressive. we got to get back to that line, keep making our foul shots. And how about guys like Chandler Lawson, who came off the bench, provided uh, 13 rebounds, 9 points, and all 5 blocks for the Hogs. Just a tremendous effort. The yeah. best for him in a Razorback uniform. He's going to be going up against his former team here tonight. Yeah. There's some familiarity as well with Ramon Mark and Caleb Battle and going against Memphis the previous three years at their previous stops before coming to Fayetteville. I mean, the storylines are just, it, it's dripping. Yeah. Dripping with potential and possibility of a blockbuster game as Arkansas looks to follow up the effort in two overtimes, 77-74 last night, into what will be a thriller again. We expect the 22nd meeting all-time with the Memphis Tigers who are led by Penny Hardaway. And I know you have a great story that I heard from you earlier today as we broke bread and enjoyed a little bit of a Thanksgiving lunch. We'll save that for now for the other end. On the other side of Eric Musselman, he's going to be coming up next. But we'll give you a full scout, and we'll dive into Penny, this Memphis Tigers squad, who has been to the NCAA tournament each year under the direction of Penny Hardaway. So we will dig into the Tigers coming up here ahead of Memphis and Arkansas. It's the second game for the Hogs in the battle for Atlantis. It's a winner's bracket matchup, semifinal showdown, and the winner will play for a championship tomorrow against either North Carolina or Villanova. Clock turning at 5.40 to play in regulation. Still a tie ball game, North Carolina and Villanova. Z, let's get a thought before we break. I mean, this is a tremendous basketball game. It's an incredible game, and both teams are going really hard. And North Carolina is kind of in a, kind of like they were yesterday, kind of just hovering through. And Villanova's playing super hard, trying to be very physical. Eyes of Razorbacks, I'm not sure which one I would rather play. Uh, both of them are pretty good teams, but I think Arkansas could get either one of them at the same time. This one's going to come down to the wire, 61 all. Yeah, and Eric Dixon for the Wildcats has 31 points to lead all scores, 61 yeah. apiece here, approaching the five-minute mark of the second half. It's all being brought to you in part tonight by Coca-Cola with zero sugar and refreshingly delicious. Is Coca-Cola zero sugar the best Coke ever? Find out for yourself. Coca-Cola is proud to be the official soft drink sponsor of the Razorbacks. Again, awaiting a tip time. we got to wait until the Tar Heels and the Wildcats finish up with 440 to play here in the second half, tied at 61. But we'll have that for you hopefully in about 30 minutes. Uh, optimal thinking, of course. But Z and I are here to break it down. Eric Musselman's coming up next on the other side of the timeout. we got Zach DeBozard again along for the ride. Give you the updates in the studio all afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving to all. We are honored to be here for you today to provide some Thanksgiving entertainment. Coming up next, the head coach. We'll hear from the boss bus, but first, a word from Daspit Law Firm. We'll be back with more of the Razorback Courtside Show, presented by Visit Hot Springs and Oaklawn in Hot Springs. It's the jackpot, soon with a road trip to Hot Springs and Oaklawn. 
Jasper Law Firm is the proud official injury lawyers of Razorback Athletics. In sports, there's talented players and players that work hard to be the best. When you combine talent and hard work, you've got a champion. That's Daspit Law Firm and their team of attorneys here in Arkansas. They won't be outworked, and that's to the benefit of their clients that have suffered injuries in an accident. If you've been in an accident and want some free advice, call Daspit Law Firm at 501-500-HURT. That's 501-500-HURT. Or visit DaspitLaw.com. I'm in the gym all the time. The circle of life includes death. For wills, trusts, and probate matters, there's no one better to protect your pride than our pride of legal lions. Exceptional communication and exceptional results in both the negotiating room and the courtroom. Lion Legal, the legal pride of Arkansas. Call 227-ROAR and Lion Legal will come roaring to the rescue. Hey everybody, Robert here, Red River Ford in Cabot, Arkansas. And do I have some exciting news? Right now on in-stock 2023 Ford F-150 Crew Cab trucks, we are doing 2.9% for 72 months. That's right, 2.9% for 72 months. Or if you're upside down, we're taking up to $11,000 off that same truck. So whether you want to do $11,000 off or 2.9% for 72 months, come visit us at RedRiverFordCabot.com. Book wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Into the building for the first time after the shooting, it was crippling, but it had to be preserved. In response to the Pulse nightclub shooting that affected the LGBTQ community, Barbara Poma, owner of Pulse, founded the One Pulse Foundation to honor Pulse victims and survivors. If you're an ally of this community, speak out. There are more of us together than apart. It is the power of love in its rawest form. Join the fight for LGBTQ acceptance. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Razorback Courtside Show, presented by Visit Hot Springs and Oaklawn in Hot Springs. Our exclusive interview with Arkansas head coach Eric Musselman is sponsored by West Rock Coffee, the official coffee of the Razorbacks. Once again, here's Kyle Shesberger. Coach, we're less than 24 hours from the thrilling win last night, double OT. How are the guys' bodies holding up? Trevin, Ramon, Devo, all log more than 40 minutes. Well, we won't know till the game starts. We didn't do anything on our legs whatsoever today. Obviously, you know, the name of today's game is, you know, trying to find enough energy. The way the schedule's laid out, we've had the latest practice time on day one, the latest practice time on the day of the game. Um, and then we have the shortest turnaround, obviously coming off two overtimes and then having a short turnaround because Memphis did get about three and a half hours before us, which doesn't sound like much, but it is when it's within a 24-hour time frame. So uh, energy uh, is going to be extremely important for us. You can't win them all if you don't win the first. And given the fashion that you did, the way your team was able to grind it out, what does that do for the confidence heading into this one? Well, I think, you know, even though the Purdue game didn't count, we've had two games that are close. Uh, that exhibition game and then last night where we've had some guys really step up both offensively and defensively. Um, obviously, we got to clean up our shot selection. we got to uh, do a better job guarding the three ball, but, but very happy with some of the things that we've done. We rebounded the ball offensively great. Uh, we lead the nation right now in free throws attempted, I think, by over 30 free throws attempted. So when you lead the nation in any category, that's a huge plus. And then we feel like at some point we're going to be able to knock down perimeter sh- jump shots more than we have thus far. You said last night there's still a long way to go in figuring out your roster. What is the most instrumental piece at this point as you continue to evaluate personnel? Is it scenario? Is it situation? Matchups? Attitude? I think a lot. I mean, offensively, you know, we're discombobulated at times and need to do uh, figure out exactly who we are. We need our uh, our guards to move the basketball. We had a limited number of, of assists last night, six assists. So I think offensively we want to see growth for sure. Defensively, I mentioned guarding the three ball a little bit better. Um, progress, uh, uh, rebounding the basketball last night. 
Um, and then just rotations, you know. And, and I told the team, like, we're still trying to figure this thing out, guys. We don't know who are. We're not set on a starting lineup. There'll be another starting lineup change tonight, uh, you know, which will be the third game in a row now that we've changed that lineup. And we'll keep searching until we get what we want and, and, and until the roles get established. Memphis held Michigan to 25 points below their season scoring average, held them scoreless for multiple four-minute stretches. How do you go about finding success against this sometimes suffocating Tigers defense? Got to do a great job taking care of the ball. Got to get shots on goal. Got an offensive rebound. Got to draw FTAs, free throws attempted. So those will all be key. But number one, you can't give up pick six turnovers, which are turnovers that lead to layups or dunks at the other end. Javon Quinterly, certainly a familiar face, trying to defend him as well as David Jones. Versatile forward. You've got Ashton Hardaway approved. He'd come off the bench. Only scored two points before last night. He drilled five threes. They can hit you in a multitude of ways offensively. Yeah, I mean, I think, number one, transition defense. You know, you've got to try to keep Quinterly in front of you, but you also can't let him get hot from three. We've seen him in Alabama have big games. And, um, you know, David Jones is a, is a guy that – you know, can play the two, three, four, and even some point guards, so he's a multi-skilled. Jaquan Walton's a guy that can make threes, and basically what they do is they just try to isolate a mismatch that they want to go at. Um, and then you mentioned Hardaway. It's his dad's first game coaching, and and uh, his son got good minutes and, and, and really took advantage of those minutes and had a heck of a game and was probably as instrumental as any player for the Tigers last night in their win. Final thing, quickly, if you can, a word on Jordan Brown. You recruited him to Nevada. He was tops across your must-recruit list. What can he do and how can he hurt you? Well, he can score the ball inside. He's a, you know, he's a veteran. I mean, I've been at Arkansas four years, and this is going on my fifth year at Arkansas, and I had Jordan Brown at Nevada. So he's not lacking for experience. Let's put it like that. All right, Coach. Good luck tonight. Thank you. We're back with more of the Razorback Courtside Show, presented by Visit Hot Springs and Oaklawn in Hot Springs. Oaklawn is Arkansas's only casino resort, located in Arkansas's number one vacation destination. When it comes to keeping your family safe, Summit Utilities is here to help keep your senses sharp both inside and outside your home. If you smell a bad odor like rotten eggs, leave on foot immediately. It might be a gas leak. Then call both 911 and Summit Utilities from a safe location. Outside your home, it's important to know what's below before you dig. Always call 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free and can save you a lot more than money. Your safety is our priority. For more on gas safety, visit SummitUtilities.com safety. Are you looking for a venue to watch sports while enjoying great food from a chef-driven menu? Are you needing an event space for large gatherings for birthdays, rehearsal dinners, or company meetings and holiday parties? Farrell's Lounge Bar and Grill is Northwest Arkansas's premier sports bar and event space with two dozen high-def TVs, 35 beers on tap, extensive menu offerings, and a full bar. Farrell's is the destination for any sports or food fanatic. For more info, go to Farrell'sLounge.com. Farrell's Lounge on Dixon Street, Fayetteville. We'll be back with more of the Razorback Courtside Show, presented by Visit Hot Springs and Oaklawn in Hot Springs. Hit the jackpot soon with a road trip to Hot Springs and Oaklawn. This is Arkansas Basketball from Learfield. Now the power to protect your M&B debit card is in your hands. With Secure Lock technology, you can lock or unlock your debit card for purchases. Select geographic locations where your card can be used. Set transaction spending limits, alerts, and more. If your card is lost or stolen, you can simply turn it off right on your mobile device. So enjoy your security and let M&B Secure Lock do the rest. Just download the free Secure Lock app. We've got you covered. You keep moving forward. At M&B, we've got your back. Check us out at mnbbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, college sports fans. I'm Rachel Parker Harding with Parker Cadillac here to share some electrifying news. I'm talking about the all-new 2024 Cadillac Lyric. Here now in Arkansas. Lyric is Cadillac's first all-electric luxury crossover SUV. Powered by the Ultium battery platform. The new 2024 Cadillac Lyric is sleek and sporty with an available all-wheel drive. Order yours today at parker-cadillac.com.
Welcome back to the Razorback Courtside Show presented by Vincent Hot Springs and Oaklawn in Hot Springs. Time now for the Qual Choice Scouting Report, sponsored by Qual Choice Health Insurance, a quality choice for health insurance. Keep it simple with Qual Choice. Now with longtime assistant coach Matt Zimmerman, here's Kyle Schesberger. It'll be four and one Arkansas taking on a four and zero Memphis Tigers squad. Game two, the battle for Atlantis for Arkansas. It's a winners bracket matchup and semi-final bout against a longtime foe, a rival that they haven't seen in some time. Though it's been since 2003, January 2nd to be exact. See, you recall anything about that game? Memphis won at 72-67. You're my historian yeah. here, so I'm not trying to date you necessarily, no. but it's been a long time. It's yeah. been 20, over 20 years that these two teams have played. How about that? I really remember the year before that, Coach Richardson's last year at Arkansas, and it was a tight game in the pyramid, and J.J. Sullinger, who played at Arkansas, and after Coach Richardson got fired, ended up having a great career at Ohio State. He went flying, hustling for a loose ball into Memphis's bench, and then assistant John Calipari was the head coach. Then assistant Tony Barbie, who ended up becoming head coach at Auburn, did not like Sullinger flying into the to the Memphis bench, and there was a little bit of an altercation. And Arkin, it was a close game, and Arkansas ignited like a stove, and then blew out Memphis in that game. And then Coach Richardson got fired. The next year, Memphis goes to Bud Walton. Stan Heath's the coach. It's the last time these two teams have played. Memphis won in Bud Walton, and the Hogs have not played since. Nolan Richardson made it a priority because he recruited Memphis harder than any other place. He won a national championship a lot with Memphis, important Memphis players. And so he was determined. And back then, Memphis would play Arkansas. That ended maybe by a little bit by both schools, and you've not played in a long time. Maybe this game will get it back on the regular season schedule. We still have the game in front of us that is ensuing an offensive foul against Villanova. They'll turn it over with North Carolina trailing by three, 68-65. Buck 31 to play. Eric Dixon for the Wildcats has 33 points. Yeah. Villanova is trying to hang on with the Buck 31 remaining. If they win, they will play for a battle for Atlanta's championship tomorrow. And Arkansas hopes to join them. They have to get past Memphis, though. So tip time will be about 20 minutes after the conclusion, 20, 25 minutes after the end of this one between the Tar Heels and the Wildcats. This will be the 22nd meeting all-time with Memphis. Again, first since January 2nd of 03. Arkansas has the advantage 11-10 against the Tigers all-time, but 2-4 and four at neutral sites. Now, this Memphis Tigers team is led by Anthony Penny Hardaway. A very notable NBA career came back to his alma mater. He is coaching out in his sixth season at Memphis. Has taken to the NCAA tournament multiple times. Last year, a 26-8 record, 13-5 in the league. Consecutive NCAAs and a 2023 American Athletic Conference Tournament Championship just this past season. They had a first-round exit in the tournament a year ago, Z, losing to FAU, who has now picked the win the conference are in, making the leap after the run through the big dance a year ago, but Penny's team only has one returning guy who produced yeah. last year. I mean, this is a completely different roster, and the one guy back is his son, and then he has another kid who came off the bench and scored 17 last night yeah. in the freshman Ashton. Yeah, Ashton was big. They, they have not uh, they've not been able to keep some people there. They've had a lot of guys in and out of their program during Anthony Hardaway's time in Memphis, and really what has surprised me, he was a Memphis young man, highly recruited. It came down to Arkansas. He was one of the top teams in the country at that time. In Memphis, he chose to stay home. It was a very hot, hot recruiting battle in 1987, 88, 89 to get Penny. And I'll never forget the day that he committed to Memphis. It was a heartbreaker for the Razorbacks. Let me tell you something. He, Hogs still did pretty good, made the Final Four in 1990. But I thought he would load up and just have Memphis players, Kyle. And really, he's not. He he had about three last year. One of them was Chandler, Paul, who left and came to us. And right now, he's only got two Memphis players on his team, and one of them his name's Hardaway. He is not. He's not been big on recruiting all the Memphis guys and keeping all the Memphis guys at home. And his players are from Florida and California and New Jersey, like Javon Quinterly. It's very interesting. And he, you're right. The Hogs have five returners, and Memphis has only got one. Memphis is a new team. 
Chandler Lawson, who had a career-high 13 rebounds for Arkansas in their double OT win over Stanford, started 24 out of 52 games that he played at Memphis in his first year with the Razorbacks. Now, mentioned Caleb Battle playing at Temple, also Tremont Mark playing at Houston prior to coming to the natural state this year. They have plenty of experience against a Penny Hardaway-led Memphis team. What is it about this Tigers team that jumps out at you, though, in the way they play? They can defend, we know. I'm unsure of where the offense is going to come from at times. Their starters didn't really produce much in the win over Michigan yesterday. The final for the Tigers, 71-67 over the Wolverines in a game they led by as many as 16, but they nearly let that one slip away as the Mason Blue got back into it. Yeah, that was their offense struggled at times, and like I said, the big part was in the second half, and North Carolina just hit a left corner three to tie it at 68. But their, it, their offense is, is their question. They kind of try to guard you. They're, they're pretty tough. I like Kayla Mills' offense. I really like Javon Quinterly, who's been a great player, gave us a lot of problems at Alabama, was on some Bama teams that beat us. And But overall, they're still learning to play with each other. Rebounding is going to be huge in this game. Big three-pointer right here. Swirls out. Three from the head of the key from Villanova. And it's a tie game. 68 all timeout. North Carolina as they got it into the front court. Tar Heels will have the final shot with 3.3 seconds remaining. Winner will play for a championship tomorrow. And they'll take on either Arkansas yeah. or Memphis. So 3.3 remaining. UNC and Villanova tied at 68 apiece. Speaking of Anthony Hardaway. Coached his first game this season yesterday. Had served a three-game suspension, suspension because of recruiting violations issued by the NCAA. That punishment. He's had that like, before. Yeah, well. He's kind of a Jim Harbaugh. He's had some Jim Harbaugh-type deals. Controversial, going. you know, unapologetic. He said he was really bothered by the punishment. He thought he was going to get two games. They tacked on a third. He called it more of a prison term. And there was actually the local newspaper in Memphis who followed him around for his final game where he had to watch. And he had been watching the games of a Memphis sports bar. He watched that last <laughs> win over Alabama State 92-75. The local paper actually chronicled it. And Penny just grimacing and ooing and eyeing and yeah. eyeing with every play. Coaching in the sports bar. At the sports bar in a closed Love door it. room. Nobody would know that he was in there. That was I his bunker. He yeah. was on the sideline for the first time this season. I'm sure that can provide a lift but maybe the lift ends after last night. Yeah, he was here last night, and he coached them, and it is different when you have a, whether it's your regular head coach or like Michigan. They've had Phil Martelli kind of being their main head coach while, while Coach Howard is getting his heart situation back, and, and, and so it's different. And I do think that Memphis is a team trying to figure themselves out. I don't think they've played the toughest schedule. Um, they did have a good win against Michigan. Michigan had lost... Um, a game to Long Beach State. And so, there, you know, Michigan has some questions about things. They'll be playing Stanford later tonight. But for Arkansas, I think you have to be super aggressive and attack this Memphis defense. And if we can get our offense rolling, Kyle, and if we can finally start making a higher percentage, we're shooting so low percentages. When you can shoot as low as we did yesterday, Kyle, and win a game, that is tremendous. And so, and Stanford is not bad. Stanford's going to win 18 to 20 games this year. Uh, they're not going to win the Pac-12, but they're going to be a factor in that in that league. And when you can do that, not shooting it well, it gives you great opportunity. And now we shot 70-something times. I do like that. We, we, after the first half, I didn't like it. It was a slow, grinded-out, beach-up game. Three seconds, point three left. Yeah, we'll give you some bonus play-by-play -play here for the final 3.3. Carolina gets the inbound. Fadeaway three-pointer, R.J. Davis, no good. Overtime, North Carolina and Villanova. Z, I blame you. I blame you, Z. Uh, I said it was, was going to go to overtime, but then I tried to... I tried to come back and say, when you feel that way, usually it doesn't. Well, it just had that feel. Well, you know what? We're game. even. Because in listening back to the final 